0: On this week's episode of The Early Crow, we throw out two pony tips for Corfield Saturday at the end. Uh, we talk about one of the most disgraceful acts of character and um, like brotherhood uh, you've probably ever seen. You know, talk about Blood's culture. Well, I don't know what happened to that in the NFL tipping comp. Uh, we discuss that and a lot more. Uh, the disgraceful performance that is all of our golf tipping. We talk cricket, which Roycey loves. Uh, Hatton to live, Rambo, and uh, a little bit of dribble about other stuff as well. I hope you enjoy the show, and here it is. Hello, welcome, early crow, papless early crow, as uh, he's doing what he should be doing, MJ Pratt, also known as Roycey. Um, he's getting fit and taking himself seriously, which I'm happy to see as a Swans fan. I'm sure you know there's a lot of Swans fans out there listening. Um, the boys are into it. A uh, bit of bonding, but a lot of hard work. And uh, Tom will report back next week um, with a a recap of what they've done on their camp, a bonding camp. Obviously not the camps like you see how to hear about on the good old podcast when you get an old bloke on who, you know, they just go and they rip and they tear. This is a modern-day footballer doing his thing. Um, so we'll get a recap of that next week. It's just That'll be after playing about...
1: golf that I believe. I believe all they've done is played golf for three days. It's fucking unreal.
0: Yeah, it would have been a good day to invest in, like to to be selling the, the golf balls in that pro shop. <laughs> Honestly, I saw some of those swings and they made me sick. Um, it'll be he'll give you the recap next week. I reckon about fifteen minutes into the show when he stops talking about his horse that I've forgotten its name of that paraded with one of the great hogs of all time. Uh, get a fix. He was fixing for some fillies in the in the yard. He's uh, tripod and him, himself around the mounting, and it didn't stop him. The big fella travelled to Lux, Coffin, Nash, Stack a Pony, let down, uh, one point eight or two point four million dollar colt, pushed out of the way. Ted, see you later. Tom might own a smart horse. Time will tell. Uh, it was only a maiden, but it was a, it was a good maiden at that. So, um, exciting times for oh, T Papley with Get a Fix. Uh, up there in Sydney. Roycey. Yes, my man. man. What's cracking? Oh, here we go. This how you fucking...
1: Going? Hang on. Before you ask how I'm going, what is going on as I'm watching some... Is that vape mist in your water? What is happening?
0: Oh, uh, this is the vape mist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It um, it. That's hydro water, and yep. it's fixed my back. <laughs> Could be that or the or the holiday and the swimming... But yeah, we'll well, it could be a combination shortly. of both. I'm not sure, but I'm feeling enormous and I'm putting some of that down to this and the Magic Mines, which was hard to get off. I got a bit hooked to them. I didn't take them away with me. So um but I'm back on the Magic Minds today, as you can probably tell. Um and it assisted me in uh providing what I thought was some of the great betting of all time today there at Royal Sandown God's Carpet. Yeah. Only one bet, but a very tricky day. Another winning day, another winning month. Vice very good at Mailback.
1: Yeah. I don't know who's going to toot their horn more you just having the one bet and dodging a few today or Paps with this horse it was a uh it was a it was a battle in the group chat you were both up and about which was good but yeah Paps does look like he's got his uh got his hands on a good one with john o'Shea for sure it, um, exciting very it very exciting lobbles, but fuck it fuck it one while well. yeah did
0: he do well. any work while I was away
1: did he do any work while you were yeah. away as in work for the early crow mmm uh, you answer that question, and then you, you tell me what you think the answer is, and then we can go from there. No, yeah, correct. Now cool. we had a few convos, got a few things in the pipeline, but it's uh, it's hard for some when they uh, keep getting to go away and do footy camps, and now just I think he's got four days in Byron. It, it fucking it must be so tough.
0: Yeah, lifestyle's are rich and famous you now. I kept refreshing the feed, seeing if there was a fresh show, but there wasn't. It's was disappointing. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, like everyone else, but uh, yeah, we move forward and we um. What are we going to do tonight? Well, how, tonight? how was your how holiday to start to with
1: before we uh, before we get into anything serious? Norfolk Island, mate. What was the uh, what was the go there? What drew you, for those who don't know, it's about 1,500 k's east of Brisbane. What, uh, Is it? What,
0: yeah. Well, it's a long way. For those playing home, it's a two-hour flight from Sydney. Um, just enough time to get in a movie. Um, while well, his son has a sleep. You're telling me you sat through a whole movie? Well, I watched... I don't know what I watched over there, but it was. I remember thinking that was good. I watched uh, Marvel something on the way home. Maybe the worst Marvel one I've ever seen. Um, Cat to Marvel, the chick, hot, but um, uh, uh, B minus, almost yeah. a C. Real letdown for that um, franchise, to be honest. Uh, Sydney, Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to Norfolk, two weeks ish there. Back to Sydney. Little sightseeing day, back home, kids four and two, full credit, yeah, that to them. Go. outstanding behaviour. Um, all the credit survive. goes to their mother, who's just a machine, seven months pregnant and just just so organised, so efficient. Just what a woman. Very lucky, grateful. It was a it was a great time. I'll describe Norfolk Island as a Country town in the late nineties in them on an island. Yeah, right. Um, right. quite beautiful, nice and relaxed. Cows run the streets. Um you can like drive place in the back of it a little truck, which is fun for the kids. It was beautiful. It was good.
1: That's awesome. Can't reception, town which
0: was like... disappointing.
1: <laughs> was that a good thing or a bad thing though? It's probably nice to disconnect for a bit, huh?
0: Yeah, it's tough though. Yeah. Fair, fair.
1: You say it's a country town, what's like what's the population, do you know? Have you got any idea?
0: Nah, it's not much. Like Nah. No, I don't know. We should chat yeah. JTP that. If 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 we had an intern in the background, we could have done that. Um,
1: <laughs> Who's that past?
0: Norfolk Island. It's known for its rugged coastline, lush greenery, and unique history. Originally settled by the East Polynesians, it was later colonised by the British in the late 18th century as a penal colony, convicts like we were. The island is notable for its historical sites related to its penal colony, including the Kingston and Arthurs Vale historic areas. Additionally, Norfolk Island is a unique blend of culture due to its descendants of the bounty of mutineers who resettled there from Pitcairn Island. It's a self-governing territory of Australia, but it maintains a distinct cultural identity. The environment is rich in unique flora and fauna, contributing to its appeal as a destination for nature lovers and history enthusiasts. Basically, the worst of the worst got sent from Sydney to Norfolk. It was torture. Um, They eventually gave up on it. They settled it because they wanted the pine and they wanted to grow something else there. Um... Then there was there's a bunch of them that went to another island eventually and they had to get settled somewhere and the Queen gave it to them. And now Australia sort of runs it somehow, some way. But not enough that you can't go there domestically. You've got to get the passport out and go through customs, which is a yeah, big right. pain in
1: your ass. Because when you told me you were going there, I Googled it just out of curiosity and found out where it was. And I think the population answer my question is about 2,100 as I look this up in the background. And... um. When you said you had to get – when you said you were going through customs, I was like, isn't it a fucking part of Australia? Like,
0: Yeah, but, that's what I thought. It was a setback. Yeah, uh,
1: crazy. Crazy to think that there's that island out there that, like, I mean, we're in Melbourne, but that a lot of people don't know about or know where it is. Like, I asked my missus about it as well. She was like, yeah, no, I didn't realise it was that far into the ocean, you know?
0: Well, like, we're going way well off topic here, but I don't like saying this stuff because people think I'm a moron. But, like well, – Polynesians as a like a broad race, they came like through Papua New Guinea, dodged Australia. They actually went to Norfolk Island and all those islands out there, and ended up in. Um... Anyway, they 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 went out there, but they always moved on. You know, they could like navigate. They ended up in New Zealand, everywhere. Right, they could navigate the ocean like unbelievably well. They invented like boats, like the sort of catamaran style boat. But they had been at Norfolk Island. They think. Well, well, well before the British got there because there was like banana trees and things that shouldn't have sort of been there, but there was no people there when they got there. Um, so it's got a bit of that flavor to it. But yep. uh, um, look, if you can get there, I'd tip it. If you're probably, you need to have kids. I wouldn't be going there if I was a young bloke looking for a good time. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot doing, uh, you know, Three after pubs, dark. But um, yeah, it's a nice joint, all the same. That's Norfolk Island, pretty.
1: Yeah, what a pleasure. It sounds like you uh, enjoyed yourself. Hmm, it's good. And then when you got back, mate, what was the rush? To, was it because obviously you are away for two weeks with the fucking we've had a fucking fair bit of rain in Melbourne, grass overgrown. What was the sit when you got back? Were you able to just ease back into it, or just straight into doing chores?
0: Well, what I did before I left was I gave it uh, a number four, yeah, and then I gave it. Like four days later, a six. No um, no mail there or like fact, but my theory is if you cut it a little bit longer, it grows a little bit slower. Yeah. So I sort of like to get under it and then just clip it at the top. Didn't really make a dent because when I came back, it was up to my shins <laughs> in two weeks. Um, so that rain and heat we're having here, it, it kicked up. So I got that mode straight away. Um,
1: the, what? Straight on the Makita Longmower and just uh, just gave it a clip or what?
0: I was up to my shins and just went over it once. Yeah, the battery just ripped through it. Um, very, very impressed with my Makita lawnmower um, and grateful for it. It did a phenomenal job um, and very much grateful too for my new beast of a car. So we're on, we're back. Backed a few winners today. Done a stack of Caulfield and Valley form today as well. We're ready to go. Big week ahead.
1: From what you've been telling me, the winner was needed after the Ford Territories ended the family as well.
0: Everest. Shout out to PBL. Went that way just because of the great marketing he's done up there in New South Wales. You're I love the Everest. That, and true. now I love an Everest. Um, also kicked off holiday with Sean, a new deal. Uh, done deal. Gelding. I purchased at the Caracas Redhead Run style, sale uh, la- year before last with Jesus Beggood. Uh Luckless first start Cranburn. Went to Pakenham. Bowie Mertens gave it an absolute peach of a ride. Um, a, a, quite a, a wealthy, rich maiden we were able to win. Um, now we sort of aim up at a group two, most likely next start. Not because we think he's a star yet, but there's just not a, a lot of options for a horse like him. Yeah. Um, but that was really rewarding. And um, yeah, it's been a good little patch. We had Lazy Susan running around on Saturday for Mailbag Bloodstock. Just got done. That was a story of the day for us, wasn't it, at uh, Mooney Valley. Sort of Sick. Man. was really happy with how we bet, but we didn't land a blow at the same time. I know that probably sounds weird to a, a sort of victim or hobbyist punter out there, but, you know, we, we're taking shots and we're going to miss a lot, and they just miss like that. It hurts a little bit more. Um, but she went good, the horse, Lazy Susan, and... um yeah, she's a lot of fun to race. We've got Poland in on Saturday, last race at Caulfield. Unfortunately, that race has come up very, very strong for Benchmark 84. There's Jimmy Starr, who's above average and just getting through his grades. We run into it. Blake rides, And then there's um, Rune King, who I've got a lot of time for. It's in there as well. The race is stacked. So uh, we're, we'll, we'll kick up from one, hold a spot, and pray to all the gods. Zeus, Allah, Buddha, Bilba, Baggins, um Ablett Senior, Junior, that uh, he delivers. Big Poland, second up, male bag, bloodstock.
1: Mate, flying. I think, uh, think understatement of the year was saying that we had a, a bit of a rough trot on Saturday. I think it was four under half a length that you backed. Mm. It's just one of those days. And then uh, to also not only have one of those get done, but then for fucking... Your horse lazy Susan to get done by. I think it was like a long neck, just really summed up that day that you, that you had it. Uh, at yeah, the ball field. particularly it probably, when you know picking on Everest
0: and you own a big chunk of that horse, um, you know, it could have been very helpful towards it all. But uh, anyway, we move on. Do um, you watch your cricket? Yeah,
1: I did, mate. Yeah, I watched a bit of it. It was good.
0: Who would have thought that Steve Smith would make runs as an opener, <laughs> given his averages fucking sixty in Test cricket? Uh, like right, the the cucky, nonny chat, like, hassling him for making, like, a couple of failures as he started his opening career. Borderline insanity. He he bats where the best batsmen bat his whole life and make a ton of runs. Flatter decks, newer ball. He's always going to go as oh, good or better, I thought. Um, they're Like, oh, you know, his eyes aren't what they were at 33. Now he's... The...
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't think it matters when you... When you're of that calibre and you're, you're that far into a career that's been so successful, like he, like, that, that calibre, think...
0: there's no other one, there's no other Australian cricketer that anyone listening to this podcast has ever seen who's at that calibre. Ponting, he, he's not that calibre. He averages what 58?
1: Yeah, I think so. So it's they're probably pretty similar. Well, he's in the 60s, isn't he? I think so, probably just
0: he's averaging just in 60 as an opener now because he got the 91 knot.
1: Yep. I think people forget as well that he came in the side as a leg spinner, and he was fight, like he was yeah. he wasn't great with the bat early on either. He wasn't making big scores down at seven and eight. So for him to have the career that he's had is yeah, is unbelievable. And like they they clearly want to keep putting time into green like that that project's not going anywhere. They want that to succeed, and and as it should. You've got a bloke that can bowl one hundred and forty kilometers an hour, like without it look like it really he's really even trying. And then can hopefully batten if he averages forty and averages thirty with the ball or a little bit less with the ball. Like you've got yourself a fucking unbelievable cricketer there. Like I think line keeps coming out and comparing him to Callis, which uh, which I I think
0: that's a big call because he he's of the Smith caliber.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. He's he has to be the greatest cricketer that I've seen in my lifetime. a
0: hundred percent agree. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Like. He'd open the bowling for any country or bowl first change for any mm. country and then could bat at three for any country in the world at any point in time. And he did it together in the same career. I like had just with, a pure South African
0: ball. Alphas rig, like big <laughs> yep. chested. Um, just he got a rug and didn't give a fuck, he just like didn't hide it. Yeah, hair hat. I'm Jacques Carlos, I do what I want. Yeah, yeah, he was a big, thick boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I heard on a I heard on a podcast that I uh eight, I eight, before you
1: keep going, I don't want to edit this, I know which one you're talking about, but uh can we keep the P G version please? I just
0: think yeah, I'm worried about getting everyone in trouble, but I just think Cam Green, like they suggested that he just needs eyeball to eyeball the dirt and I just think that's spot on. He needs to sort of he needs to own his physique and his potential and his ability go a bit harder and care a little less.
1: Well, well said. I know exactly which one you're talking about, and very, very well said. That that can stay in, mate. That's a, uh, that's a pass for you. But uh, the, the other thing that baffles me is yes, it might be good for cricket, but fuck, I was pissed off that the Aussies lost. Like, I, I know everybody's saying it's really good that the West Indies have done well and whatever, but like, me as an Aussie cricket fan, like, especially in that situation when it was getting down to the wire, I don't know how much of it you watched, but.
0: What I was, end the the last. The wire. I was I hoping that Pat
1: or somebody was going to dig in or Stark. Like Stark did bat well in a in a sense to try and wrangle the momentum back in our way. And obviously went a little bit too hard. But I, I like I was fucking pissed off that we lost. You know what I mean?
0: Like I said, not
1: good for cricket, but fuck. Like you just want to win.
0: They said it like the great cricketer, the best podcast in podcasts. They they sort of take the piss about it every time. Like we won a contest. Every year, so when the start of this summer, everyone's like fucking Pakistan, West Indies, what a yep. joke? Then it's a contest, and oh, we should have beaten them better than we beat them. Like right. they've they've had a pretty big year. They've gone play the World Test Final and beat India in England. Yep, they won the Ashes or retained them. Job done. They won the World Cup. They beat Pakistan and they retained it against the West Indies. And they got beaten by a great performance in sport, which is good for sport.
1: Yeah, 100%. Shamar Joseph, what a fucking... I think it's like so Australian
0: to complain about... If they beat them 2-0 and 3-0, we would complain.
1: No, for sure.
0: I I thought the Pakistanis played good cricket, like good, aggressive, fun cricket. They captained really well. I didn't watch much of the West Indies, to be honest, because I was away the whole time. But um, I did watch the death of it. I saw Stephen Smudge just lap one over and the old that's when you can tell he's a little bit old. He kind of like you know, he looked like like me getting out of a pool a bit, you know, like <laughs> you, you think you can just jump out like you used to and you're sort of like, fucking oh, lying on <laughs> Do you notice that? He almost sort of fell over. I'm just I thought you said
1: these hydro waters or whatever you're drinking were doing good for you, you can't get out of a pool.
0: Not not easily. I yep. really kick my little pins with chicken legs.
1: No, I do know what you mean. It's, uh, yeah. It, it, I think the other part about that whole thing is that people are allowed to have a little bit of lapses in form as well. Like, he, I think we were just so used to him just making bulk runs every year or somebody making bulk runs for us. And I think, again, the great critic summed it up well and that the fact that the pitchers had a little bit more in it. So it was a lot harder for batsmen. And it when people did make runs, it was actually a pleasure to watch. Like, Smith making ninety one runs at the end of that day. If they he had got us across the line there, that would have been absolutely fucking unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? The big horse could have got his front hoof a little bit further forward and, and blocked it. You just never know what might have happened. But yeah, I I think we're so critical on our top end because we just we just expect them to do so well all of the time when it's just that's just not reality in sport or life, you know.
0: Yeah, you have like to be goal. proper freakish to be able Miles to do is only everywhere. averaging 35 his last two years. Ugh. Look, just until there's someone knocking down the door, just let him play, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, fair. Speaking of the great cricketer, they had um, UMI front man on. Tim Rogers. Yeah, good chat. That was a good listen. And one of the great out wide listens, I'm just halfway through it now, but it's called Bussin' with the Boys. Never listened to it before, but I'm a big fan of Stu Finer. If you haven't heard of him, he, he's pretty crass, but he's very, very funny and, and a, just a very unique human being. But it's a deep dive. Like he goes through his life. That's uh, Bussin' with the Boys. Start it from about the hour mark. You won't regret it.
1: Is that what you're consuming your time with, just podcasting while you've been on holiday, or what's been the go?
0: No, no, that, that's all since I got home. Yep. I've got a four-year-old boy that asks questions twenty-four-seven. <laughs> my like headphones, that. my earpods didn't go in the whole time. Shit,
1: and there would have been no no midday trips to KFC. Hopefully, shout out to Emma if she's listened. So no, there's no KFC on get...
0: Norfolk. So um, we'll die. Beautiful woman, my mother. She made chicken lettuce and um, mayonnaise like chook sandwiches sort of every second day and Darcy couldn't believe it that I could make KFC burgers so
1: (laughs) now you know you're gonna have to keep that tradition up and make sure that you that's how you make KFC every week yeah Uh over to the golf mate what are you have you seen the news about Terrell Hatton sliding over to live
0: very tactical from Terrell ping man um one of the uh most watchable golfers on the tour um However, he's going like you want to watch. He can he can throw a tournament away, but he can then get back in it the next day. He's capable of like shooting scores that most blokes aren't, and he's capable of throwing tantrums that most humans aren't. Um, it's quite fascinating that he's as good as he is at golf with such like mental vulnerability. Um, but I think an incredibly intelligent play from him. He's taken the cash. Nine I reckon
1: Australian, by the way. I, I reckon Brown. there's
0: like. He could be the last one. There might be one or two more. Like even Rory today is like fully 180. His his narrative around Live and PGA and I think the writing's on the wall. If you sort of read the tea leaves a little bit, that it's about to be united. Yeah, and it's going to be great for golf. It makes no sense to me why it's happened this way. Yeah. And it shits me the thing that shits me is like how everyone is always like fighting to pay your rent or pay your mortgage or put food on the table and these boys are just burning cash like it's just confetti.
1: It's unbelievable, isn't it? Just a lazy ninety six million according to the telegraph UK for him, ninety six Australian million. So do you reckon
0: like the Saudis have decided that in the negotiations they're going to get that ninety six back, you know, one point five or twofold. Yeah, or I'm are not, they just going fuck it?
1: That I am not sure about. I, I don't know. Like I don't know enough into it, and I'd be lying if I said I did. I, I don't know what the motivation is. It's That's what I mean. Like if you are about that, to
0: join the tours, which it sounds like they're going to, yeah, or do something like that, where it sounds to me like they're going to play the Live Tour and it's going to continue, Yep. Yeah. and they're going to play the PGA, yeah, but the Live golfers will play the the Live events. Yeah, I, I, I'm just guessing this too. I haven't read anything. Yeah, they're going to play the live. They're going to play the live events, but if they have the week off, they can go play the Sony Open or, or whatever the, it whatever it Ram. is. Yep, that sounds to me like what's going to happen. So then, what, why would you buy Terrell? I don't get it. I yeah. understand Ram like getting Ram just sort of put the nail in the coffin that you need to do a deal, or we're going to take everyone. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Because think-
0: John Ram, they they've taken, they have poached the right players. Like John Rahm's, it's Scotty Sheffield and John Rahm. Dustin Johnson was enormous. Yep. But Terrell Hatton's very, very watchable. Like, yep. No one's tuned in to watch Cantley or Brian Armand play golf. No. Unless you love golf.
1: Yep. I couldn't agree more. And I think, how's the thickness that Rahm's in the same team as Hatton? How about them two girthy operators strutting around a golf course, hitting bombs?
0: Girthy and hot-headed.
1: Love it. It'll be entertaining. Might have to, uh, might have to get across to Adelaide for uh, for live. Yeah, hopefully, Paps takes us. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That'd be one of the rounds of uh, footy, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, he's probably got it off somehow.
1: It'll be interesting to see in the next year where both of those tours end up, and then what happens to the other tours as well. Do they start playing alternate weekends, or, or do they look to reshuffle the whole schedule so that they don't play as much at the same time? Like it's, it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens with golf.
0: And speaking of foot I don't know if it's going to be good or bad if they like join the tours up a little bit because it's got to be the most disgraceful performance I've ever seen or been a part of in my whole fucking life. What, you, Tom? Me, okay. Particularly yep. Matty Ponce, he's a disgrace. Yeah, here enforcer, we go. Juz, myself, and the rest of the, the Swans boys that are involved. We are... Atrocious, embarrassing. Hey,
1: could, let's just start by saying that uh, understandably, you're going to tear into me for not backing winners, and you're only fucking rah-rah one win away from being in front, but I'm in front and in the profit. So yeah, you can yeah, say what you like about the rest of them.
0: You're like. Um, Here we go. You're like. You're trying to walk to fucking Sydney. Whereas we're, we're all at the airport trying to get a, like hitchhike, a, a plane. One of us will get a lift. And we'll, we'll say, <laughs> Are you gonna, "How you going, pretty. I give you the better. How's, how's Wangaratta, mate? <laughs> hey, well, is it good?
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, well, Wangaratta is nice. It's still <laughs> a long way from fucking Sydney, but it's a nice joint. Please. Uh, I like the thing is, if you don't find winners soon, you're gonna have to start finding thirty and forty and fifty dollar shots. The the, the the I'm not saying that you won't do it, but I'm just saying the question is, can you do it? Because if you don't, then you get, then you might be so far down the drain that you're gonna to have to find a fucking forty dollar winner to even get back was to
0: even. It, was it uh Jakey or Harry who who I, I had a crack at without meaning to last uh, time, and they I th- adjusted. I think it's <laughs> I think, Jakey.
1: I think it. No, it's Harry. It's definitely oh, sorry, Harry. Harry. And uh, you were definitely that- having a crack at me as well. I'm not fucking. I'm fighting. having a
0: crack at you because yeah, like, I've know. said it and you, you've sort of done it again. If you were playing against just Tom and I, sound. Tactical decision to to play your top tens, your top fives, and your weak top twenties, because it is like it is a, it's a high chance that no one tips a big winner, because the tournament ends at the players, or is it the Masters?
1: Uh, players, I think we said. I'll have to go back. But and when you're playing against that.
0: twelve blokes with three tips each, someone's going to jag one. It's math. It's betting. It's percentages. I'm sitting here. I've done it for three weeks now, trying to tell you how to play the game, which I shouldn't have done because. Harry would have just kept doing his top 20s and shit with you. And you both would have not run last, but you wouldn't have won.
1: Yeah. Well, the only thing is, like, this is on recording now, which is the best part. So when I do win, when it gets Mm. to the players and I've won and I take your cash and all the boys' cash, then at least I'll be able to clip this up and say, I fucking told you so.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of told you so, um, I don't know if this is the reason why our little mates decided to dodge the show. This week, <laughs> it would make a lot of sense because whilst I was on a holiday with my family, one of the great cowardly acts of character I've ever witnessed from blokes <laughs> that I had a lot of respect for happened. What you? Me, hang yeah, on, yeah, me. You, you right, posted it. You posted it. You typed it in. Yep, I definitely did. What you, Maddie punts <laughs> Juzzy, and. T Papley did with the NFL was a disgrace uh, I had no reception just because I, I answered a, a golf chat like, like you've seen my phone the stuff I don't read disgrace I put my tips in at least two or three hours before the game started and I, 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 I I then you should have heard like if you're listening at home the the little like they were kind of like, like a mob just like egging <laughs> each other on when you read the messages. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's put, okay, let's put it to a vote. And they're like, yeah, we'll put it to a vote. Put it to... Where's that vote? I don't know. Because no, I not... think you guys realise that if Jack put his tips in two or three hours before the game, they should stand, considering the games were moved a day forward to what they've been all season. Yep. I think... I gained no unfair advantage at all. I tipped two from three games and for some reason i don't understand considering I'm, I'm, I'm half of this show i've been deducted one game
1: yeah i don't get that i, I can't i can't speak on why they deducted you for a game because that's not my areas i don't have any skin in the game i just left it as is i, I if it was up to me i would have taken your tips as they were when you posted on the uh on the page because it was clearly timestamped that it was before the game. Well, that's now, good have, that's now, what we
0: will be doing.
1: Okay, so that means you're only one off the lead, I am tied
0: with Matty Punts, which is the main thing I want to do is beat that little prick. And Tom Papley is three games back. His best case scenario is going halves or thirds in lunch and golf. And the reason for that, Tom, is you've tipped like... That badly, you've wobbled under <laughs> pressure. You've had every possible advantage. You've sat there and waited for other people's tips to come in to just go against them to try and make ground because you've given up on using your own brain. <laughs> and that's the price you pay. You need Matty Puntz and I to go 0-3, and three, and you need to go 3-0 in the Super Bowl to, still, to, to get a bit of help with the bill. This will be interesting
1: to see how the boys take this. Oh, it they could have be shown up, up but they didn't. So that's the end of that conversation, isn't it? It's just, it's getting amended and we just push on or what?
0: Yeah, because who who was the bloke that like started it and thought of like the rules and what was his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't do rhetorical questions. Yeah, good. I'm three clear of Tom. I can't lose. I can't pay for lunch by myself. I could roll Juzzy, who has just wobbled like. Speaking of wobbling,
1: that's a wheel falling off.
0: Yeah, it really is. Like, And then the other ones come off as well sort of thing. it's unbelievable it is unbelievable it's been a uh... and a highlight for me too was was punts and juz so they think they're sharp if you're playing at home they think they've got a little bit of an edge because they like it a little bit more than I do and they throw out their little cheeky player props with all their research and they're probably like they're probably scraping lines and going oh he's plus 24 at top sport and he's plus this there so I'll grab this price it's value all you got to do is just go against them because they're natural losers. And bang, they both lost their little cheeky, sneaky expert player props on, on the weekend, which I just thought was phenomenal. Really put a pep in my step. I was rolling through the airport at that point in time.
1: That's classic. I actually realized I haven't posted the results either. I think it's going to work out that three of the four of you are also going to be over 500 for the season. And considering I know two of those three, Dicko and Punce have got absolutely fucking no idea what's going on. And then just no,
0: but the best part is Punce has a lot of idea. He's just an awful gambler.
1: <laughs> well, all right. So so one of you has no idea what's going on. You're definitely going to go over 500. And then the other two have got some idea of what's going on. I think like...
0: I think what I've done this year in the NFL is like heroic. I was gone. Yeah. Zero I was way below 500. I was like well back. I just ended up just fading punts and it worked. It did and it will. And Tom's going to be paying for lunch, and I'm going to (laughs) get at least two serves. I won't eat for the day prior. (laughs) What else should we talk about, Roycey?
1: I don't know, mate. What's up coming for your week? Are you going to go out and watch Poland? What's the go?
0: No, I won't be going out to watch Poland. I've probably got to go to uh, Sydney next week to inspect the horses at the Classic Sale. Yep. Um, Picked up two nice colts at the Magics, but I need to, you know, keep doing the work and hopefully find another. Couple over the next little bit. This weekend, do you want to talk some ponies? Yeah, why not? Do you want me just to just start? We'll continue to keep dribbling. Go for it. Caulfield Saturday is reasonably juicy. Now, the rail's out nine metres. Nine metre rail at Caulfield's one of the fairer positions, particularly out of the chute. Uh, on the circle, you sort of want to dodge horses. I think they get back worse than midfield. There's two Group 3s there on Saturday, the Bowmane Stakes and the Chairman Stakes, 1,000 metres and a 1,200 metre race. The Bowmain Stakes is um, you know, a four-year-old and up mares-only race. And the, um, the Chairman Stakes 2. is... 2.0, is it? Sorry?
1: It's the Invitation 2.0 in Victoria.
0: Well, it's probably the original. Yeah, no um, comment. It's worth 200. Um, and the, the Chairman Stakes is the Group 3 for two-year-olds, over 1,000. So they're going to go... They're going to go very, very hard in that race. Um, look, I, I haven't had a bet yet because I've had to do this podcast. Uh, but horses I'm looking very closely at just off the top of my head. Uh, Ex-Communic... Oh, God. Got him race, gone. Race one, number four. Ex-Communicado. Anthony and Sam Freedman, Luke Curry, Barrier 3. Very heavily backed and a nice win um, at Mornington uh, 35 days ago. This is just, She's an I'm Invincible Philly three-year-old, one from one. Um, I like what she did to the clock. I don't love her last little 200 versus the day, but you know, she sort of did enough, I think, for the price she is. Just want to get a little tick over jump out from Lindsay, which I'm waiting for tonight, rat. Yep. So it's 35 days between runs. Uh, race two, number six, our Coover, Jerome Hunter. Willow goes on, replaces, I think, Harry Coffey. Stand by. Yes, he does. Uh, not suited at Geelong, I thought. The form all around the horse is strong. I, I think he's a big, big, stupid price. Vancouver gelding. Um, and do you want another one?
1: I don't know. It depends on our generous feeling. We'll have the uh, we'll have the eyes on Pony slide up on Saturday, but I suppose yeah. Tune business. in
0: for that. Tune in for that. There's a value play though. Like you can't miss having a bet at that thing.
1: Yeah. Do you expect both of them to roll forward? Is that is that also what's uh, what's getting oh, I you think, excited?
0: I think Kuva will be in the sort of one-one. So that's like one pair back and one off the fence. It's a yep. beautiful spot to beat Caulfield on Saturday. Mm. Um, the thing in race one's harder to map because they're all pretty lightly raced. But yep. I think from barrier 3 to probably lead or sit outside leader. Yeah. It's a very, very juicy card though. There's angles everywhere and you you're gonna get nice prices. So if you could land one or two you'll win. And if you can land three, it's Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And our plays for Caulfield and wherever they're racing in Sydney will be up on Saturday morning as per usual on the early crow and I think uh, another shout out while we're speaking up our own products we've made a new uh, TikTok because um, the other one has gone by the wayside so if uh, anybody out there is a big TikTok fan I know I am I know I usually open it at nine thirty, and all of a sudden it's fucking twelve thirty at night and I wonder why I'm tired the next day but that's uh, that's a me problem not anybody else problem uh the early crow pod on tick get around us get around us on instagram and twitter as well if you haven't been but we know you all will be and and wouldn't about 25 percent profit on turnover on the uh on the horse racing tips what uh
0: yeah i lost last is. week so i'll bounce back this week i won't lose again make sure you find it is there only going to be on TikTok tock this week no saying. it'll
1: be on instagram and twitter tiktok it won't be but if you're a fan of the show and a fan of a few extra reels and things that might be going up maybe some uh maybe some other segments that we do in time The the bigger videos will be posted to tiktok could be an film.
0: in-person show next week if i do get to sydney actually more oh, christ won't mm. that be fun
1: if he, uh, hang on hang on you're, you're assuming that he's available he wasn't available tonight
0: oh i think Coffs harbour or somewhere fair enough
1: yeah he's in byron bay just ducked up to byron
0: i'm glad he's not here
1: so you get your NFL can't rebut, out of the line.
0: Can't rebut my um <laughs> NFL chat, basically.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward that to that. was one. my
0: sort of goal for tonight. Glad I got that out of the other way. <laughs> um I'm excited for the Super Bowl now. Yep. Can't lose, can only roll Juzzy. Um, you know, all I've got to really do is just run past Jaz who's got to tip first. That is the rule that I made. And then Punce will have to tip first because he tried to cheat. Um, and then I'll tip and I'll just fade both and I'll leave it up to them. So I'll let them know this before the tips go in. So basically I'm going to go against you two. So it's up to you. You control your destiny. And I don't think either of them will like that. They'll, they'll <laughs> hate that pressure and they'll wobble like they've wobbled all back half of the season and I'll run over top of them. Now
1: the real question is, which might really stump you,
0: who's playing in the Super Bowl? Have you got any idea? Um, the... San Francisco 49ers up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Fuck, I'm impressed. I did
1: not think you were going to get that, to be honest, or it's the Kelsey 49ers. Kelsey, Mahomes, versus, yeah, Purdy, the
0: quarterback for the 49ers.
1: You know a little bit more than I thought you did, mate. Maybe mm. you've been
0: playing everybody all along and you've just been a genius the whole way through. Maybe. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Early Crow powered by Makeda. Uh this like Tom and I are tradies at the core. That's how we started. Probably how we're going to finish. <laughs> and, uh, I've always used Makita and so as Tom, you can trust him. And, uh, if you, if you headed to a, to a tool shop, whether it be Sydney tools, total tools, we has a total tools ad go. <laughs> the
1: fact, you know, that you've definitely, uh, keep com on too long day and during the day.
0: Yeah. Make sure you, uh, you, you give Makita a go. Um, they're, they're an outstanding product. Uh, our merch available at Custom ORTC. Uh, you'll find it if you go to the website. Google them. You'll see our gear. It's so, so sound. It's quality. The hoodie's particularly perfect. I wore the shirt all over um, Norfolk Island. Handle the sweat. Pulled up, sweet, wash. clean. Quality, quality product. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mailbag Bloodstock. Uh, A bloodstock syndication business racehorses that I founded and run. Uh, We currently have a cult by Yes, Yes, Yes. Going to be trained by Gay and Adrian. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott. They won the Magic Millions this year. She's won it like six times before. They are a leader what they do. This cult's good value for that sale. If you want to race a horse with me, Jono, J-O-N-O, at the Mailbag dot com dot au shoot him an email tell him you're interested he'll give you all the information you can get to make a informed decision we'd love to have you we've also got really cheap tried horses so we've got horses for all budgets Praddy. Uh, that's been the early crow hope you enjoyed it let's pray to god we can find some winners on Saturday make sure you get the socials because it will be 11 o'clock we'll say about that. eyes on ponies you'll get the golf slide which couldn't go any worse what goes up <laughs> must come down and what is at the rock bottom, which that is, it's fucking below the surface yeah, of rock correct. bottom. It's got to come up at some point. Now's the time to start tagging. Whoever you want to follow on there. That's the early crow. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend or a week. Bye for now.